0: is really out of tune.
1: You should tune it.
0: How? They're, the, the tines are already bent. I can't just... No,
1: you just got to unscrew it a little bit and... Listen gotta... to this.
0: Listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds fine. Are you sure? <laughs> Hold down all the other tines while you do it. I just took a sip and now it's out of
0: tune. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. To another episode of my podcast which is your favorite Avatar: The Last Airbender podcast. Uh, we don't movies. My name is Summer.
1: My name is Noah. Fun fact time
0: about a, a fun show. First and foremost, and most importantly of all, did you know that uh, Avatar Kyoshi is bisexual?
1: Is that a fact?
0: Fact. Uh, there's a reason that I brought this up. Do you have any idea why?
1: Why did you bring this up? Is it bye week? It's
0: bi week. Bitches I was hesitant to bring this up For various reasons um, But I thought it was important for me to do so Especially considering The type of weird bisexual that I am Which is the kind who is Married to a cisgender uh, Heterosexual guy
1: I'm a straight ally
0: (laughs) Okay (laughs) Um I am also bisexual Just like Kyoshi Um Bisexual, as a lot of people already know, but maybe if you're not in the community and you're just kind of curious or you don't, you don't know much but you want to know more or any of all of the above, whatever. It it doesn't have anything to do with gender. It's just all about you're not – you don't really care about that kind of stuff. You're just interested in people for their personalities. I mean, I maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm biased. I- but I feel like – personality is the most important part of a person. And I know it's not as simple as that for some people, but for me, that's just how my attraction works. And that's how it works for a lot of people. And I want to make it clear that that's totally chill. If you're like that, that's fine. Even if you've never been in a relationship with um, someone of your gender or um, anything like that, it's totally fine because... (laughs) The way that you're attracted to people is not your choice. It's just how you feel. That's all it's it's about. Attraction to gender, it's fake. Because here's the thing, gender is fake and you're valid, like me. Anyway, um, yeah, hi, I'm bi. I think, I don't even know if I've already mentioned that, but it's bi week so I can say it as much as I want. Yeah, so it was important for me to bring up Kyoshi this week. Uh, Kyoshi was really tall too. She was like. She was tall. Extremely tall.
1: Very tall. Very powerful.
0: Very powerful. Very old. Mm, She was like 600
1: years old or something wild like that. She was like, I think she's still alive. She's
0: here with us now. Kyoshi, welcome on the podcast. Kyoshi! Here's something that I wish I had known a few episodes ago. It's fine. Here's a fun fact. Today instead, Admiral Zhao.
1: Hate him. I fall asleep every time I see his face.
0: Sorry. I have a fun fact about him. Maybe this will wake you up. Okay. His trading card was released during the first season premiere. Okay. The trading card that was released claimed that he was the one who gave Zuko his scar. Weird. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, in that scene where it's like, you know how you got that scar. And it was like right before he was about to go into an Agni-Kai with Zhao. Okay. So.
1: It was more uh, like a <laughs> revenge kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm still not sure if like that was the intention <laughs> of that scene or that's how they wrote it. But here's a fun fact that took a lot of digging.
1: Okay. Show me your dirty fingernails. <laughs>
0: uh, in the 2012 London Olympics. The Brazilian synchronized swimming team used the theme song from The Last Airbender for their performance.
1: Avatar The Last Airbender?
0: Yes. Is there another Last Airbender show?
1: No, there's nothing called just The Last Airbender, actually.
0: It was a great performance. I watched the video.
1: I can't remember which Olympics it was, but I think it was like an opening ceremony. And it used like music from like the Disney movie Tron.
0: Oh, that sounds very good. That's like uh, the Winter Olympics that just happened. They used that Moulin Rouge thing for the skating. I think that may have been like for qualifying for the Olympics. Either way, very good performance. Very good. Oh, my God. Ice skaters hit me up. You probably don't have any fun facts this week, do you?
1: Um, I have, <clears throat> I have a couple. Oh. I have two. Okay, go ahead. First fact, Zach Tyler, oh boy, the voice of Aang,
0: oh baby boy,
1: is the ant bully himself, wait, really? yeah, he voices the ant bully.
0: I don't know how I didn't find that out when I was looking him up.
1: It's like <laughs> that's the picture the picture of him, like his like profile picture from him on i m d b is the ant bully kid,
0: oh my God,
1: um, second thing, uh, our show's probably gonna go. A lot longer than we planned, I think, because there's gonna be a new avatar show uh, we just found out fuck
0: this I <laughs> look I w- I was I was tempted to put something about this on the Twitter, especially because last week we mentioned like, oh there haven't been anything there's nothing else. we haven't seen any other reiterations of this show yet um and then and then this happened like the day that we recorded that
1: yeah <laughs> it's gonna be on Netflix the original showrunners. Uh, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, Konitzko, they're going to be executive producers.
0: Wait, uh, executive producers? You know what that means, right?
1: That you're just...
0: You're just funding You're just the bank. Yeah. So... (laughs) Great. Okay, great. That's great news.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But they still... They say they still have a vision for it. They say... Mm. Hang on. What did they say? I'm reading this from theverge.com, so they, they, if you get any information, this is from the Verge. It's not from us. They
0: have a say in it because they're literally holding the show ransom.
1: That's true. We're <laughs> thrilled for the opportunity for a live action and adaption the after our the last emerging. Um, We can't wait to realize Aang's world as a cinematically as cinematically as we always imagined it to be for and, the
0: very first time.
1: And <laughs> and with a culturally appropriate. A culturally culturally, we want to make this as culturally (laughs) appropriate as possible. With a a culturally appropriate non-whitewashed cast, it's a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to build upon everyone's great work on the original anime series and go even deeper into the characters' story, action, and world building.
0: They have to know what's at stake here. They they have seen, they have had their last mo- Twilight movie, uh, Alice, flash forward. Let's slip right into the episode. So the gang is just chilling in the woods at the opening of this episode. I'm kind of thinking maybe they should just stay there.
1: Yeah, it's really chill woods.
0: And could just learn all of his his bending here. I'm sure since there's some sort of divine force behind all this that all of his mentors would show up at some point.
1: Could probably figure it out.
0: Um, but Sokka shows up with a bag of nuts instead. Nuts and rocks. Mm-hmm. He empties them out on the ground and they're sifting through them wondering, oh, can we can we eat these? Is this food?
1: <laughs> it's very reminiscent of like, like someone trying to like figure out like a... <laughs> Like a vegetarian meal for someone. So you eat like nuts and rocks and stuff, right?
0: I'm sure they have salad there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Momo picks up one of the nuts or rocks, something. He picks up one of the things that rolls out of the bag and he tries to sort of crack it on a rock. He's like banging it against this rock and then he like reels up and hits it really hard on the rock and there's this enormous boom and he looks around like, oh damn, Damn, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was. Strong roll monkey. He hits it again just to sort of test it. And again, there's this huge boom. And he's like, okay, I'm about to split the world in two. <laughs> um, the, the the actual gang, though, is like looking around like, what's that big booming noise? And I think Aang was saying, oh, it's coming from over there. And then Aang and Katara immediately just run <laughs> straight towards the sound Just gleefully like, let's go check it out. Sokka's like, hmm, why are you running towards the scary booming
1: noise? 99% of people run away from the boom. We, (laughs) the heroes, the 1%.
0: They come across an earthbender in a little sort of crevice. He's picking up these rocks and just kind of slamming them against the wall for no apparent reason.
1: He's just doing his gym exercises.
0: Yeah, he's just getting a workout. Getting swole. Sokka suggests maybe they should approach sort of cautiously. They don't know this guy. They don't know what his deal is. And before he can even finish his thought, Katara is just already just right there screaming at him like, hey,
1: (laughs) Katara Katara teleports forward.
0: She just wants to, like, introduce herself. It's,
1: it's like Janet style from The Good Place, how <laughs> yeah. you don't actually see her pop up, but it's just via, like, a camera change.
0: Hello, who are you? What's your name? And he freaks out and runs off and, like, makes a little avalanche. Sexily. Sexily? They kind of determine at that point, oh, well, he must be going somewhere. So maybe he's going towards a town or a village of some sort that has actual food and not just rocks.
1: I got a rock.
0: They arrive at like a decent sized uh, Earth Kingdom town, like a little, maybe like an actual city. Aang goes straight to the hat shop and buys a hat.
1: (laughs) Before he even considers food but, Cool hats I want to yeah. buy a hat What about a hat though? I have nuts and rocks
0: He trades Give nuts Give me a hat <laughs> He trades nuts for a hat I don't know how he <laughs> And then the earthbending kid Kind of walks by And walks into a building And they recognize him So Katara just follows him To the house Or the building that he walked into And without even knocking Just opens the door Walks straight in And she's like Hey you're that kid <laughs> It could have been their home. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah,
1: and then everyone else just walks in.
0: And the kid is like, "I oh, you have me confused with someone else. And they're like, no, 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 you're that kid who was earthbending.
1: Yeah, so- Aang's wearing his little hat. He's already got the hat now.
0: Yeah, it's his new look. His mom seems to be very confused about this accusation, though, and very upset about the just the prospect of him earthbending. The kid tries to sort of defend himself saying, oh, uh, they're making things up or they're confused. Look at them. They're dressed weird. And uh, and then some firebenders show up at the house or the, the building that they're in at the time. And Sokka's like, it's Fire Fire Nation, act natural. And they do like the first iteration of that. Uh, what was that meme? The Just like the freezing in place.
1: It's like the opposite of the Harlem Shake, right? <laughs> the,
0: <laughs> the I guess Harlem t- if you want to look at it that way, the opposite of um, the Harlem Shake.
1: What is it? Mannequin challenge? Oh, yeah.
0: Like the mannequin <laughs> challenge.
1: Suddenly they all mannequin challenge.
0: <laughs> they do look very silly. Um, this I wanted to just mention, like, Aang has his hat on as the firebenders enter, and they don't seem to see anything very out of the ordinary I guess and I I had to wonder like was this hat meant to be some kind of disguise? (laughs) The last city that they went into they made a big deal out of trying to go in disguise. This time they didn't seem to care care much at all about that but apparently just a little hat can make the airbender look not like an airbender anymore. Surely they're on high alert for anyone wearing orange and yellow right? Like but the Fire Nation soldiers are just there collecting taxes, which apparently they've already done. And they say, oh, no, no, uh, the taxes have been doubled, and now you need to give us whatever you have, basically. Everything else, we'll take it all. And then the mom hands over all of the money that she has, and they give her back the small, the pennies. Which He's really nice. He's not. So generous of him. And Sokka is asking... Uh, About the Fire Nation, how long they've been in the town And the mother says, oh, they've been here for five years And they have coal mines that Ozai is sort of exploiting to fuel his Fire Nation ships I'm not sure if I've already mentioned it But the earthbending boy is introduced as Haru at some point Okay His name means uh, spring in Japanese Oh Yeah Yeah Just like he's a season like me. Katara gets frustrated saying, well, you know, Haru can help. He can help you guys fight back against the Fire Nation. His mother is saying, no, it's too dangerous. It's too risky. And Katara's like, well, what can you lose that you haven't already lost? And the mother says, well, we could lose Haru. They could take Haru. Like they took his father. And we find out that the Fire Nation has just been kidnapping just taking all of the earthbenders out of this village. We don't know where they've been taking them, but they're just taking them, turning them into prisoners of some sort.
1: This is a very serious episode.
0: It is like, a yeah, it's very serious, very political. and
1: It's very different from just the little funky king doing little fun challenges.
0: Yeah, it's quite a contrast from the last episode. Katara has a lot of good stuff to say in this episode, actually. She wasn't in the last episode very much. Mm-hmm. Um but the dialogue that she has in this one is really touching and interesting in yeah. this scene she's highlighting the fact that bending is a gift and it's it, you know it's given to you for a reason and you can use it to to make the world a better place and she's saying that Haru shouldn't be like suppressing this part of himself it's important and it's it's very Good and helpful, and to tell him to just hide it away is bad for him and for the world. And I, I think that's a, just a nice little touching moment in this scene. In this, yeah,
1: Katara's really leading this episode,
0: definitely for sure. But since they don't really have anywhere to stay, and they seem like decent people, they uh, Haru and his mom give give them a place to stay for the night. So Haru leads them out to a barn. <laughs>
1: you got sleeping bags.
0: No room at the inn so as they're settling in Aang's like I promise I'll keep Appa from eating all the hay and like cut to Appa eating all of the hay (laughs) later we see Katara on a walk with Haru and she's just kind of apologizing saying she didn't really understand the situation she didn't mean to come off the way that she did and Haru's like no 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 I think that everything you said was actually you know important and interesting and I'm glad that my mom got to hear that kind of stuff. And you actually reminded me of my dad because he said the same kind of stuff all the time, how we should be, we shouldn't just be sitting down and letting this happen. And uh, the reason that he was taken away was because he was fighting back. And they, I think it was, he implied that his sort of rebellion against the Fire Nation being in the city was what ended up making them start kidnapping the earthbenders in the first place. Okay. So his his dad, in his rebellious actions, actually sort of started this whole situation. They have a moment up on the cliff where Haru is talking about earthbending and his father, all of this stuff, and how earthbending sort of connects him to his dad in that way, that it's, you know, his dad taught him everything he knew and everything. And And
1: while he's talking about it, he's like earthbending like two little stones. Yeah, with one he's doing hand. a little
0: stone trick. Just and
1: just two little stones with I, one hand.
0: Yep. <laughs> Katara wants to comfort him a little bit, so she mentions uh, she points out the necklace that she's been wearing for this whole show so far, and uh, she mentions, "Oh, this necklace was given to me by my given to me by my mother." And it's pretty much all I have left of her. So, you know, I kind of, same feel. Same hat. (laughs) Same hat. Big mood. Oh, worm.
1: Summer, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I don't know what oh, worm means. Oh, worm? Oh, worm?
0: Oh, word? Like, oh, for real?
1: (laughs) I don't understand these kids slang these days.
0: Oh, word?
1: Oh, worm? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. I get it now. Noah (laughs) understands a meme. Oh, worm. (laughs) That's a funny meme.
0: Later, we see Haru and Katara. It looks like maybe they're walking back home. And on the way there, they're walking past a mine. And the entrance to the mine caves in. And there's an old man there. And he gets trapped in the rocks at the, the entrance to the cave. So they run over and they're trying to help him out. And Katara is saying, oh, look, it's, he's, he's trapped and we're trying to get him out. It's not working. You can earthbend him out of this situation. This is a moment where you can actually, you can see exactly how your earthbending can can help people. So he he sort of sets aside his fears and he does just pull the rocks off of this old man and he helped they they're able to help him
1: definitely looks like if they didn't do anything he would have died there
0: yeah he's he definitely being crushed definitely would
1: by have rocks died.
0: and then back in the barn um they're all settling in for bed and Sokka is saying you know better better sleep up we're gonna be leaving at dawn and they're like what so so quick so soon And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) yes, this is essentially a Fire Nation city and we need to get the fuck out of here because someone is definitely going to recognize it before too long. I was going to say something about how Katara mentions that she'd rather eat fireballs than nuts. (laughs) All I want to say is that it just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) And then in the middle of the night, uh, some Fire Nation soldiers show up and they have brought with them... That old guy who, when the door opens to the house, the main house of this sort of settlement homestead, the door is answered by Haru, and the old man just immediately points to him and says, that's him, that's the earthbender, and they take him away. I can't see a single reason that he would do this, Mm -hmm. but like... It's 2018, and I have seen some people do some really weird shit at this point, and I'm not inclined to ask questions anymore. It's
1: just old people things.
0: The next morning, Katara walks out to the well, the the water pump, out in front of the house, and she's... uh Rather than using the water yeah. pump like a normal person...
1: That's she, exactly what I wrote.
0: <laughs> she... she Elects to draw the water out just using water bending,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which I have to imagine uses at least the same amount of energy, if not more.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I guess it's a little like it's good practice. But at the, on the other side, on, on the other hand, I'm thinking, I mean, they don't really know why the Fire <laughs> Nation soldiers are rounding up these earthbenders. Hey, Summer. What?
1: Here's an idea. Okay. Maybe she's never seen a water pump before. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. <laughs> and if that were true, she I would just, understand. She just,
1: like, someone's like, get some water from here. And she just sees this okay.
0: pipe and is like, what oh, the fuck? What the fuck? But assuming she does know how a water pump works, if I were her, realistically, knowing that the earthbenders are being... Rounded up and taken away There's no reason for me to assume That they wouldn't do the same for waterbenders Yeah
1: (laughs) Earthbenders will take away But waterbenders They're fine You're on thin ice But
0: as she's in the middle of uh, Filling this sort of vase This basin This basin Mm -hmm. Up with water She looks over and she sees Haru's mom off in the slight distance she turns around to look at katara and she looks like heartbroken and katara just drops the vase and it shatters all over the ground and the water all spills out and she runs back into the barn and tells the boys what she saw which was um i'm not sure if there's any more than an implication but she seems to be very confident that haru has been in fact kidnapped she wants to come up with a plan to get him back, of course. How? She tells them that she's gonna get arrested for earthbending.
1: What? 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 What?
0: What? 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 Aang's like, great, how are you gonna learn earthbending? Maybe you can teach me. Aang and Sokka ask her how she exactly is going to manage that since she can't earthbend. They all come up with a clever little trick together. So there are some vents around in the ground in this mm-hmm. town, I guess. <laughs>
1: they're I from mean, the they're from the mines. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say it's like a, it's a coal mining place. So I guess they just have vents for the for the mines. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pick up a big rock and they put it on one of the vents, and then uh, behind, like hidden behind another sort of boulder, Ang is waiting to airbend into that vent and. Uh, it's supposed to just come through the other vent and lift the rock up.
1: The whole setup kind of reminds me of a Breath of the Wild sort of challenge, where just everything seems very perfectly set up. It's like, you got a big rock here. yeah, so just true. two vents in the middle of nowhere. One of the vents has like a big rock next to it that you can hide behind.
0: Yeah, ha, ha. While they're going over this plan, sort of finalizing the details of it, Aang is... He He's very distracted. He seems to have made a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> There's just this little yellow butterfly that's just flying around mm-hmm. his head, and he's, like, lifting it up and down with, like, bending, and they're, yeah. they're getting along famously. He's just
1: kind of blowing on it with his fingers. Ooh, I
0: don't like that <laughs> visualization. When they were on Kyoshi Island, Aang was sort of having the same kind of issues where he was being a little, like... Loosey goosey, like just trying to be a silly guy, and and he learned that he needed to be a little bit more responsible and a little bit more careful. And then I guess when they just went to Omashu, <laughs> boom, he just ruined all yeah. of his life.
1: <laughs> he his immediately lessons. reverted back. Yeah. Buying hats, playing with butterflies.
0: That sounds like the moon in life for me. Yeah. So when Katara and Sokka are having their very, very badly um acted out argument and they they sort of start this whole scenario trying to get the attention of the the fire nation soldiers who by the way how how did they get there like what were they doing over there
1: they're just conveniently walking up
0: just walking by i I guess guess they're just they're just kind of everywhere i guess they
1: notice that they've just been walking in a cycle for every 10 minutes okay maybe
0: (laughs) the acting that they are exhibiting in this scene is is horrendous and it doesn't even look like it's scripted because Katara's is like sort of improv but they're yeah. just sort of, they're arguing these choppy words like, how dare you say that to me, you large-eared cretin!" i show
1: you. Who do you think you are?
0: I am. Sokka is like genuinely offended by this. He's like, wait, actually, can you please stop? And she's like, no, large-eared Cretan. I bet elephants get together and make fun of how big your ears
1: are. Another normal animal.
0: True. Katara's cue line comes in then. She says, Earth bending style. And she like jumps up in the air like she's a power buff girl and her face gets all weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're just standing there like uncomfortably because that was when Aang was supposed to be lifting up the boulder. So she says it again, Earth bending style. And then he's like, Oh shit. And he does his little thing. The boulder lifts up and Who's lifting the boulder? Why? It's Momo, apparently. (laughs) The Fire Fire Nation soldiers are... (laughs) Immediately convinced that it is, in fact, the lemur who's doing the earth bending. Mm-hmm. Hey, that lemur's bending. And then Sokka's like, no, you idiot, it, it's the girl. And they're like, oh, right, of course. And then they just arrest her. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this is, is suspicious at all.
1: Arrested for earthbending crimes.
0: As Katara's being taken away, Sokka whispers into her ear that she has 12 hours to find Haru. And then they're going to be... Um, coming in to extract her. Katara is taken away. She gets carted onto a ship and the gang just kind of follows her in the air above on on Appa and they arrive at some big industrial ass looking rig out on the water. Sokka is reassuring Aang who looks pretty upset and like nervous about this whole thing. Finally. Looks <laughs> mm-hmm. like he's finally taking everything a little more seriously. And then we meet the warden of this rig Yeah, who unfortunately is voiced by george takei
1: yeah hey here's a warm take i don't think he's a good actor
0: no i think that's <laughs> the reason that people use him for these things though it's because his his acting is bad his voice is silly and like yeah. at, at least they did make him a villain
1: i feel like he just always tries to going in like a low register that he doesn't have so he just like Re-
0: oh, so he gets like
1: he tries to seem intimidating but he just gets really quiet well
0: i'm the warden
1: all i'll have you know that this ship is made of metal
0: <laughs> <laughs> this guy's really intense though he like does not he does not mess around uh so like he's giving his little speech his classic like prison warden speech about how no funny business and I think we'll get along splendidly and some old dude just coughs very innocently and I guess the warden is offended by this and uh has him taken to solitary Mm -hmm. for it Katara enters the uh lawn what do you call that area inside of a prison where everyone's just kind of hanging out
1: it's like an outdoor cafeteria because they're all eating
0: katara is looking around and it seems like everyone here has like super low spirits everyone looks really bummed um but she very quickly runs into haru and is excited to see him looks like the mission might be over Wow, she did it. That's the end of the episode. She found
1: him. They can go.
0: (laughs) Uh, Haru wants to introduce Katara to his dad because, of course, he's there too. He was imprisoned here. Haru did get to see his dad at least. There's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a silver lining. Haru's dad is named Tyro. I recognized his voice from something, and at first I thought it was James Earl Jones. But he's voiced uh, by an actor named Kevin Michael Richardson, who is the voice of Captain Gontu in Lilo and Stitch
1: big shark man. yeah the
0: big big guy and then also the voice of the possessed mabel in gravity falls as well as just a lot of other little roles here and there
1: his voice is just everywhere yeah which is
0: so that's how voice actors work in cartoons yeah
1: i just heard him and was like oh, i recognize that him from everything
0: from everything you deliberately disobeyed me that's james earl jones though that's all I can think. Whenever I hear James Earl Jones' voice, all I can think is that one line from Lion King. I'm going to grow up and never watch that movie ever again, and that's the only thing I'm ever going to remember about it. You deliberately disobeyed me.
1: Luke, you've deliberately disobeyed <laughs> me.
0: James Earl Jones also does the audiobook for the Bible. And God said unto the people, Jesus, I am your father.
1: And you deliberately disobeyed
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jesus said to Judas.
1: You deliberately disobeyed me.
0: Okay, thank you. Katara is like, oh, awesome, now that you two are together, what's your escape plan? And Tyro's like, the plan is to survive, you idiot. She gets kind of upset, though, like, wait, you're not even going to try? Like, you're not doing anything here? And, you know, he's saying, like, well, look around, what what can we do? Everyone here has given up hope a long time ago, uh, and Katara is still very fired up. And Tyro's like, I admire and envy you for your spirit and your attitude but Katara's like no and she gets up on this little platform and she holds up a pan and starts banging it and she makes this huge elaborate very inspiring speech she's telling them how uh, the guards can't take away your courage and it like, it sounds like she's spent hours on this speech, yeah. but she just kind of whipped it up out of nowhere, just you, flawlessly. We
1: find out in this episode that guitar is very good at improv.
0: Very good at improv, very good at public speaking, and she should be, like, a motivational speaker. Um, she, like, includes little metaphors and shit. She talks about how the avatar is returned, and, like, I was like, you know what? Right. <laughs> she's right. Pause the episode. I'm going to go
1: <laughs> change the world. All of you here are earth bantering when you should be earth bendering
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the people are just entirely unfazed there's just nothing like they don't care about this speech at all it does nothing for them and even just the warden and the guards were all watching and they didn't do anything about it like they didn't even like go tell Katara to shut up or anything Hmm. the warden just kind of walks away smiling and then it's getting a little dark out and we see ang showing up over the edge of the rig he just goes in and brings katara out just
1: just slips out just
0: very easily it seems like it's really really easy to escape this place they they are going in and out of this place like for the whole episode without any issues (laughs) um they tell her that her 12 hours is up are up and they, um, they're they ready to extract her and Haru. And she says, um, why would we go now when we could help everyone here? We could try to fix this whole situation while we're here. I don't really see the point in leaving now. And Aang is like on board right away. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because he just loves to get into shit. <laughs>
1: He's just probably been pretty bored.
0: So they convince Sokka to go along with it. And Aang tells Appa to go go on ahead without them. Appa flies off like pretty stealthily, uh, but a couple of guards still see him and they report back to the warden. They're (laughs) trying to tell him what they saw, but they're a little bit confused because it was dark and it was just a weird situation. (laughs) So they're saying, I think it was a flying bison. And he's like, what? Yeah, some some sort of buffalo or something. And then the (laughs) the warden gets super angry, like, well, which one was it? (laughs) Was it a buffalo or a bison? And they're like, well, I'm not I'm not really sure what the difference is, to be honest. Um, and the warden just throws the guy into the water for being a little sassy. Throws him overboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the warden tells the other guard to wake up the captain and search the rig. And the guard's like, that. well, that was the captain. So the warden tells him to wake someone I haven't thrown overboard.
1: You have thrown everyone
0: overboard. Yeah, sir. <laughs> Everyone is overboard, sir. The prisoners
1: are in the water, sir. This whole place is empty.
0: Big wet warden. Inside the rig, Aang, Katara, and Sokka are sort of trying to spitball some ideas on how to get everyone out. And Aang's first idea just immediately, I wish I could make a hurricane. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) the faces that Katara, like we just then cut to just like this silent sort of... Image of Katara and Sokka looking at him like so dead inside. <laughs> they
1: look very extremely exhausted. They, of Aang I think they're realizing
0: this that this whole escapade leaving with Aang in the first yeah. place was a terrible mistake <laughs> was, and their time is ready to get they're like, ready to go home. They just
1: realize that Aang is just an idiot.
0: Katara says um she mentions how her speech didn't really do anything to these people and she she doesn't know how they're going to be able to <clears throat> motivate them to fight back or really even rebel at all in any way. They realize they really just need some rock because if they can get some some rocks up there then the earthbenders will have their power back and maybe they'll feel a little bit more um empowered the whole rig is made of metal but it's a coal rig so there's there's rocks in there somewhere so the gang is devising a plan around the coal uh the sort of like an ocean's eleven style
1: where it's like the camera like zooming really really quick through like all the different parts
0: there are five guards here and there's
1: and one of the guards only spells truths and the other one can uh Uh, Count lies backwards. To me, it more reminded me more of like the Finding Nemo scene. Okay. They're explaining like how to get out of the...
0: Well, that's the same thing. Escape the tank. It's a heist scene.
1: I'm pretty sure it came from Finding Nemo.
0: You're right. So there are events around on the rig and they're all connected to this central sort of place (laughs) where all of the coal is at the bottom and uh, coming up. Through the vents is uh, the ventilation, of course.
1: Can I say that the world building for this sort of rig environment Doesn't seems, feel very realistic. It feels a little weak right now. You don't even see like where all the prisoners go. You don't see like their cells or anything. Or
0: what are they doing there? They're, They're just like, always outside. Are, are they actually like being put to work?
1: Yeah. Or like, why are they, what are they burning the coal for? I feel like that they should just be transporting the coal onto other ships. How this whole system works is just very confusing to me.
0: They figure out that they can just close off. So Aang goes down, he closes off all of the vents uh, leading into the middle except one of them. And then Aang will jump into the coal area, blast it all up through the one remaining vent that's open, and it should just all shoot out into the area where the prisoners are. They're finalizing this sort of plan, and suddenly Katara and Sokka are surrounded by guards. Before they can really arrest them or or go any further with that, Aang does his extremely powerful <laughs> earth bending to get all of the coal out through that vent. Like it's, It had to have been so much force. It's a lot forth. of coal. Yeah. It, looks
1: like, it looks like the like the Scrooge McDuck vault amounts of coal in there. And he just burst it all out.
0: And then the sort of lobby area is just all covered in coal. And Katara's is like, well, you guys, uh, you got your rocks. Get to it. And they just still don't care. They have everything that they need to sort of rebel now. But they don't care anymore. They've given up. The warden gets his evil villain moment where he does a big old evil laugh and goes on about how, you idiot, you thought a little inspirational speech and some rocks would change these people. People? <laughs> There's no reason for him to continue this <laughs> this conversation it just
1: feels like he's trying to reach a word count or something. Yeah,
0: he just goes on and on like talking absolute shit about the earth vendors and understandably Haru just gets kind of pissed off and just throws a rock at him mm-hmm. cuz like Apparently, they're not motivated by, like, positivity. They just... They're very reactive to people insulting them, which, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess that's kind of how an earthbender personality is meant to be.
1: That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So, it cuts to Haru, and he's spinning around three rocks in his one hand, similar to how he was spinning around two rocks in his hand earlier. That's character growth.
0: That's growth.
1: That's growth.
0: But, yeah, Haru... Throws the first rock and then it all kicks off. Everyone jumps in, starts earthbending and uh, Tyro appears to be a real force to be reckoned with. He's very, very good at earthbending. He's taken on like five people at once. He's like hitting people with big rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like cutting people's hair with rocks, giving them mm. fancy haircuts. <laughs> He's like building... A little bowl out of rock and then like making little rock Mm Beyblades. He's like building a rock baby and earning money for its college tuition.
1: And then he's using the baby to like rock bend and beat people up because it's going into wrestling college.
0: He takes care of the baby for 19 years and now the baby (laughs) is part of the Earthbender army.
1: He's created a pair of glasses out of rocks so he could see farther. Now he made a rock sniper rifle and now he's like... He's just no scoping all these (laughs) all these Fire Nation people. He's sniping all of the Fire Nation soldiers at his hometown.
0: He's like creating rock-based biological weapons. He's like carving a bunch of rocks meticulously so that at the end it just spells owned.
1: And around it is just like a bunch of Michelangelo statues.
0: Just thrown in there. (laughs)
1: Just It's like a Dada art of only Michelangelo (laughs) statues that I'll spell out owned. (laughs) There is a part where Sokka is just, he's just cutting everyone's spears in half with his boomerang. He's not even throwing it. He's just like using it as like a little boomerang sword thing.
0: It's really cool, actually. Like he hasn't really shown himself to be much of an effective or competent warrior up until this point. But finally he's realizing, you know what? I'm not that strong. I probably can't (laughs) hurt anyone with my boomerang, but at least I can break their spears. Yeah.
1: And he does that and then like the spear, the top halves fly up and just Momo's just catching all the pointy bits.
0: Unfortunately, the warden is also a very good firebender and he's he's doing some cool stuff too. I don't mm-hmm. want to get into it. I don't want to give George Decay any more exposure. But then at the end, it looks like Haru and his dad, Tyro, I think it's the two of them. They make uh, just a really big, dense rock and they bust a hole in the wall. And then Aang comes up with a clever little idea and he essentially makes a gun out of air. So he, he like creates this little air funnel and he's like, throw some rocks in here. And they just start chucking rocks into the little, top of the little funnel. Which
1: I, I'm going to bring this up, but like, can you see airbending?
0: Um, so the, I th- remember this being discussed. I don't remember where, but I remember somebody like a fan asking this of the creator's I'll have to look this double check this, but I think they were saying no, they're you can't see the airbending, mm-hmm. um, but they do it for the show just so it's less confusing. Okay.
1: So here's the part. Yeah. Ang's just like, he's just like circling his arms around and he's like, <laughs> like you see the whole funnel and it like, it's like behind his back and he's just like twirling his hands around. It's like, so throw some rocks in here. And he's just wiggling his hands around it's like where
0: i mean i like to imagine if it's strong enough maybe it picks up sort of like a tornado pick okay. up some dust and maybe a little bit like you can see the air yeah. like woobly a little bit so maybe they can kind of figure out what's going on here yeah. but yeah
1: and it's probably like very y. so there might be like some coal mm-hmm. smoke or whatever so, yeah, they, they could also probably just kind of feel around where all the <laughs> suction is. It's just
0: a five-minute scene where they're just <laughs> they're like... They're just like feeling around. It's like, where's it.
1: the where's the funnel? Where do I put it?
0: <laughs> and then a bunch of the earthbenders somehow round up all of the, the soldiers or the guards onto this big pile of coal. And they earthbend the big pile up in sort of like a little floating rock cloud and... They escort them <laughs> over the side of the rig and they're holding them there. It looks like uh, Tyro is is at this point holding them there all by himself. And the warden's screaming, "Please, I can't swim!" And the warden, he's like, "I'll take your death on the rocks!" and just <laughs> <laughs> what. He actually says something way cooler than that. He says, "I've heard cowards float," and then uh, closes his bending, and all of the rocks fall into the ocean. There's something I want to say really quickly, though. What? That sounds really, really badass, and like I liked to hear him say that. Yeah. But like, what does it's that a, even it's mean? It's a weird line. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, like. There's probably something in there, but he's basically just calling him a coward in mm-hmm. a in an interesting way. <laughs>
1: It reminds me of the line from like the first X-Men movie where Storm is like, you know what happens when a frog gets struck by lightning? It's like same thing that happens to everything else.
0: <laughs> I wanted to mention though, like since I started learning martial arts, this is something that I didn't notice until watching this uh, this time when the benders stand up straight and they sort of bring their hands into the middle uh, and like flatten them and like push them down sort of, mm, that's hard to explain. You're like forcefully pushing away from yourself towards the ground in, in front of your body. And then you come up straight and you let go. This is called closing in martial arts. And it's essentially like when you start, you have to enter by sort of doing the opposite of that essentially, where you bring your hands in and then you like, get kind of low so you can so you're more sturdy and then when you close um you're basically it's 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 like go entering and exiting your like fighting state essentially Mm -hmm. so when the benders do this when they close like this they're not pushing it's it looks like he's using this motion to push the rocks into the ocean but what he's actually doing is just, like, letting go of his energy and his power, like, just reverting back to his just natural, comfortable state and just, like, letting them all fall, which is, it's just fun and interesting to to think about, I guess. Yeah. And
1: sort of. Just to see what's actually happening.
0: And then out on the deck, uh, Haru is thanking Katara for her bravery and all the help.
1: Yeah. And they again... They just took a bunch of boats.
0: That, too. I was going to say, like, they... Or again, it, they didn't need keys or anything. Like they just all walked out. But yeah, then they're not only that, but they're able to just like commandeer all of these ships. When I was looking up trivia for this episode, there were some just like fun little overall facts about things. Um, but then there was one piece of information uh, that said when Tyro thanks Katara on the ship, she looks away in embarrassment. Her hair is not connected to her bun or even to her head. <laughs> Katara is blushing a little bit as she's being flattered by all of this. And she asks them, oh, I guess you're going back home now, huh? And then Tyra's like, yes, to take back the village. To take back all our villages!
1: (laughs) And then everyone's like, yeah!
0: And uh, then Haru asks Katara to, like, come home with them. Ooh. Ooh. It seems like in this episode that there might be just sort of like a little crush kind of romantic subplot going on between them but Katara is just like nah (laughs) yeah uh she says she has some stuff to take care of and she like goes to touch her neck where her necklace is supposed to be but it's not there oh no dun
1: dun dun her mom's necklace
0: her mom's precious necklace And then we cut to Zuko picking it up back on the rig. I don't know how he got there, but he's always just a little too late. Yeah. One step behind. That's the episode. It felt like very quick to me for some reason. Yeah. It felt like a short episode, but it was the same length as all the other ones. It it felt like it was basically three or four scenes that just kind of dragged on a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's a Fun episode. So it's sort of like a heist episode, I guess. But you know, not one of the best ones. And there's obviously like a lot of weird little inconsisten- in- mm-hmm. inconsistencies in here. I wonder if they were everyone was sick and they were just yeah. taking it easy. This <laughs> this, <time. laughs> this
1: episode was felt like pretty rougher on the edges.
0: Maybe because it was about earthbending.
1: <laughs> I want to say about this episode. Aang is doing like a lot of cheating earthbending. He's just Earthbending with air. Like, he he doesn't need to learn earthbending because he could just pick things up with air.
0: Everything is inside the air, so...
1: I feel like that this is the kind of thing that if you're making this show, you wouldn't really want to...
0: Admit it's possible. Yeah, you
1: wouldn't really want to, like, have this as, like, a consideration. At the very end of the episode, where, like, even where he doesn't have to, you see Aang on Appa, and he's just... Like airbending a rock around as if he was just earthbending it and Momo's just chasing it.
0: I mean, to be fair, we've seen him do that with the marbles. Yeah. And airball and oh, the pies. He's a pie Mm -hmm. bender too.
1: It feels a little OP.
0: Do you want to get into the character stuff?
1: Okay. What does Katara value most? Wealth, business success, family life, or health? Family. Which subjects did Katara most enjoy at school? Maths and science, the arts, sport, or philosophy?
0: Mm, between art and philosophy. I would say philosophy because she yeah, seems a little bit me more too. of a thinker.
1: I feel like Katara thinks more about like a, like concrete things like philosophy than... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how does Katara begin her day? Uh, with a coffee, by starting work just straight away. Uh, brainstorming ideas, or taking part in some exercise.
0: Uh, seems like she just gets right to it.
1: Um, what is Katara's tech specialism? Development, management, support, analysis, intelligence, and data, network, systems, and security, quality, testing and quality insurance, <laughs> architecture, or other.
0: Analysis, intelligence, and data.
1: Analysis, intelligence, and data. A nerd one. Um, they're all pretty nerdy. Yeah. (laughs) In what sort of environment does Katara prefer to work? Independently, uh, leading a large group, as one voice and a small focused team, a hands-off approach delegating to others.
0: Uh, As one voice, small team.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Katara has received significant investment into her company. What would she spend the money on? Experimental new technologies improving employee work conditions, expanding operations, or starting a side project?
0: Definitely improving worker conditions.
1: Absolutely. Katara is a good person. Katara is most motivated by her personal legacy, creating something new, being in control, or collaborating with others.
0: Probably collaborating with others.
1: Where in the UK... Would guitar live? Okay. Northeast England. Northwest England. Oh Yorkshire boy. and the Humber. East Midlands. <laughs> Wait, no. I got it. Northeast England. Northwest England. Yorkshire and the Humber. East Midlands. West Midlands. East of England. Greater London. Southeast England. Southwest England. Wales. Scotland. Northern Ireland.
0: <laughs> wow. Was that your Irish accent? I was that your Irish accent?
1: I, Northern I Northern Ireland. That was my Northern Ireland accent. You're act,
0: very though. brave for embarrassing yourself this much in I public. Know,
1: I know. I don't know the difference between any of these. It's the same yeah, island. I have
0: no fucking okay, not Ireland. Um, I know that.
1: Not Ireland. Probably
0: not Scotland.
1: Probably not Scotland. Probably
0: not London.
1: Probably not London. So we
0: can eliminate those, but the other ones is that's just all the same to me. Alex, please help. <laughs>
1: Can we phone? Can we pause and phone in a friend? <laughs> the question specifically says, "Where in the UK do you live?" So maybe we should just go with the no, with the most north part mm. because it would be the coldest part, which is where Qatar lives.
0: I don't know about that,
1: or the most south, or the most northern part. I think, or the more southern part, I think because the, that's where
0: the more north you go, the worse it is. I think like culturally I, I, no, I don't that's know that's where
1: Scotland is
0: yeah um hmm.
1: I don't know just pick anything. any
0: of them that aren't Scotland Island or London
1: okay I'm just gonna say whales because she's a waterbender and there's whales in the water
0: <laughs> fair enough that question um, was very bad for us
1: which word Describes Katara's entrepreneurial journey, determined, passionate, creative, or disruptive. Passionate. Outside of work, Katara would like to unwind with friends, keep up to date with company emails, enjoy a good book, or spend time with her family.
0: Spend time with her family.
1: What is Katara's attitude towards risk? risk leads to business failures when carefully assessed risks can bring benefits risks are necessary to gain a competitive edge risk is the birthplace of innovation,
0: uh, I think she believes like sometimes it's good to take a risk and it, it can help in certain situations.
1: If a project needs completing under a strict deadline, how would Katara approach it? Katara would work around the clock if necessary. She would enlist the help of others. Uh, she would request a more reasonable time frame, or she would prioritize sh- shifting tasks. To complete the project,
0: uh, whichever one's more responsible.
1: Um, work around the clock, enlist the help of others, request more reasonable time frame. Prioritizing,
0: yeah, probably that last okay. one. Okay,
1: I don't know who this person is. <laughs> Here's the tech entrepreneur that Katara is Susan Wajikgeiki, W O J C I C K I.
0: Whoa the CEO of YouTube,
1: while entrepreneurs are known for having an all-consuming worth work ethic. For Susan Wojcicki, this isn't the case. She recognizes the importance of work, but understands that it is not everything, and f- regularly puts family life first. She believes that productivity and success are not necessarily built on 15-hour work days. watches is secure enough to admit that she doesn't always have the answers and this open-mindedness has seen her adapt to new technologies working across various Google products before becoming YouTube CEO. If you value compromise and communication, then you're an entrepreneur of the, mal- of the mold of Susan Watch. <laughs>
0: That's a great description of Katara. Uh, I, really really don't like comparing her to yeah. the CEO of
1: YouTube I feel like information-age.com has a really just the neutral positions on everyone
0: our next character quiz is a mystery character to be revealed at the end of the quiz I hope you're excited
1: okay I know who it is otherwise I wouldn't be answering <laughs>
0: Does this person love their country?
1: Yes, I think they they value it a little too much.
0: How does this person feel about infidelity?
1: I think they would be totally fine with it.
0: How religious is this person? Hmm. My day begins and ends with prayer. Religion is destruction. If there's food, I'm in. I could use some help with some questions.
1: If there's food, I am, I'm in. They are just an opportunist. Who just likes to take advantage.
0: How good of a shot is this person?
1: How good of a shot? Like with a gun? Yes. Okay.
0: Bullseye, baby. I will never touch a gun. I haven't tried, but I think I'd be close to target.
1: I think they would think that they would be really good at it.
0: Can this person tell a lie? I can pull it off, but I'd, pe- I'd feel very guilty about it. I can lie so well, I should probably be an actor.
1: They would definitely lie.
0: Does this person believe in everlasting love? Absolutely. It's a nice idea, but I'm not sure I'll ever find it. Or no, you can never know what to expect from life.
1: Absolutely no. Love is a foreign concept for this person.
0: What does this person like to drink? Vodka, wine, juice, or beer? <laughs>
1: juice (laughs) probably (laughs) just a bunch of just a gallon of juice a day
0: pick a meal something with international flair all-american comfort food or you pick i'm too busy working
1: i'm thinking this person in a world with no american culture would be eating all-american comfort (laughs) food anyways
0: is this person generally aware of what's going around going on around them say what or yes i see and hear everything
1: this is a tough one (laughs) I I would say no. They don't understand the scope of the situation that they're in.
0: Cry or not cry? What are tears? Let it flow. Or I try to suppress it, but sometimes there is good reason.
1: This person cries as much as they can, no matter what.
0: Does this person like to laugh? Does a smile count? I can let myself laugh, or every day.
1: Does a smile count? But I don't think this person's ever smiled in their life.
0: Can this person speak another language? Yes, or nope, don't judge. Nope. Where would this person like to vacation? Disney World, wherever no one can find me. Or anywhere I can help others.
1: Where no one can find me.
0: (laughs) All right, the first reveal is... um, How should we reveal this? So this quiz was for the old man trapped at the entrance to the mine.
1: Who then immediately betrays the person who saves his life.
0: And the Americans character that this person aligned with was Henry Jennings.
1: Which one is Henry Jennings? Oh, Henry. (laughs) Yeah. He's the shit boy from the Americans. The guy who's... Just always playing video games and refuses (laughs) to not make Eddie Murphy impressions. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a very hateable character.
0: (laughs) You're easygoing and like to have fun. You might be a little spacey and care about superficial things, but you have a lot more life to live. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but you don't get caught up in drama and would never hurt anyone. (laughs) hmm. Hmm. Time for some questions from avatarspirit.net. Oh, yeah. First question comes from Admiral Admiral.
1: Akbar.
0: Nope. Admiral Chan. Which of the four nations is the most evil, really?
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I think it's the Fire Nation. Yeah, probably the
1: Fire Nation. (laughs) They do practice imperialism.
0: They they are just killing and imprisoning people for no reason. Mm -hmm. They are trying to destroy and conquer the world.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that the Earth Nation is definitely... In a close second.
0: They're, they seem very self-centered.
1: Like, like 99% of the world belongs to 25% of the elements. I don't know how to say numbers. Here's the thing about the Earth Nation. They have a lot of land. Fire like, Nations. You could
0: say they have all the land.
1: Air Nomads, Fire Nation living on these little islands. Water Nation, they're just squished to like the poles where no one wants to live. Earth Nation's just taken all of it.
0: We see later, too, some of the extremely problematic things going on with the Earth Earth Kingdom. Yeah. There's some real shit going on. Mm -hmm. The Fire Nation is evil, but they're very honest and open about it. The Earth Nation's doing some shady shit. Yeah. But I I would still say it's the Fire Nation, probably. Yeah,
1: Fire Nation's worst so far.
0: This question seems a little biased because it's coming from Admiral Chan.
1: Yeah, don't Who? trust an admiral.
0: Well, and Chan is the name of a firebender later, so. Sharp outfit, Chan.
1: I was thinking Chan was just like an endearing term for this admiral.
0: It's like a soft Chad.
1: <laughs> oh, Admiral Chan.
0: Admiral Kun. Next question comes from Reka No Rio. I feel like we've had a few questions from this person so far. Yeah, I so
1: recognize far. this friend of the show. Rekha
0: the- No Rio. <laughs> we, we gotta give them a nickname. Mm. No. For all you fans of Avatar couples, if your favorite pairings had rugrats of their own, what would they look like and what, in your opinion, would their personality be?
1: Would this be like if they adopted the rugrats or just like kids?
0: I don't know. It says <laughs> rugrats of their own. And it's it's in two words, rugrats, and it's lowercase, so this could mean anything. If they just had rats that they let live <laughs> on the rug. <laughs> but-
1: Katara is the rat mom,
0: and all of the other characters are just rats. What are some uh, Rugrats characters?
1: You never learned the Rugrap.
0: Oh, <laughs> so who's a Chucky?
1: Wait, are we saying who? Oh, wait, which pairings? ones? Pairings. Pairing. I am. Ve- oh. This is a very advanced, okay. complicated okay. question. Okay, okay,
0: so I'm going to break this down. Okay. Your favorite pairings. Let me uh, hit me with your favorite Avatar pairing.
1: Um, Korra and Asami.
0: Okay, that's a little ahead of where we are so far. Okay. Give me a pairing from, from what you've seen so far. Suki and Katara.
1: Yeah, Suki and Katara.
0: If they had rug rats of their own. <laughs> this is such a weird question. Yeah. <laughs> you, is this just a weird way to say kids?
1: Yeah, I think it's just like a hip slang term to, for kids.
0: So for little babies. So if Suki and Katara had kids, they would be great.
1: They they would be great parents.
0: Yeah, they would actually make great parents. They might be a little bit too like (laughs) they are both a very like Elizabeth Jennings type. So maybe their kids would be a little bit oppressed. They seem like if they if they got together, they probably would just never have kids. Yeah, because they're like more business and career oriented.
1: Would any of the characters be a good parent?
0: Aang for sure, but he's still a kid right now, so.
1: We find out that Aang's not a good parent.
0: Oh, you're right. Spoilers, but that's true. (laughs) It's weird to think about, but. Yeah. um, And again, this is spoilers, but it's going to be so long before we ever get there. Um, Aang is still, as a parent, too self-absorbed to actually parent his kids. He's Mm -hmm. he's just a little too self-centered still. zutara Forever 94 asks do you have a crush on an avatar character uh this is the only question i've seen in the forums that has a discussion topic icon that's just like a little winky face emoji <laughs> i don't know how they managed to okay. do that but
1: it's called an emoticon back then no it back was back then we had emoticons not emojis emoji <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll take one memoji pour me a
1: memoji <laughs> I feel like we've just invented something terrible. I
0: know. No, all I can think about is like, how am I going to start serving this to my customers? <laughs> Someone's going to ask for a mimosa and I'm just going to draw a smiley face on it and they're going to be like, what is this? A memoji. <laughs>
1: can I have a virgin memoji? <laughs> a glass of orange juice with a smiley face on it.
0: Every morning I wake up, I pick up my emoji cup. <laughs> Say it over for you. So do you have a crush on any of the Avatar characters?
1: When I was watching the show, I don't think I had a crush on any of the characters.
0: You already know enough. my answer. Azula? Well, that too. The, I'm extremely problematic because I like Zuko and Azula. Uh,
1: yeah, Zuko and Azula. Like two flavors of like goth kids.
0: True. To further that trend... In Legend of Korra, I just had the biggest crush on Asami. Mm-hmm. Holy cannoli. At least she's like way more well-adjusted than, than yeah. I <laughs> are. Last question. What are your cabbages?
1: <clears throat> Exhale your vape. Okay. Tinky Winky, <laughs> Spider-Man, what? Spy Kids, uh, Just spy Things in General, uh, Muse, Sherlock Holmes in general, Doctor Who, Fairly Odd Parents, and Danny Phantom, uh, Ben 10, Clockstoppers, Agent Cody Banks, Buzz Lightyear, uh, Disney Movies in General, uh, Harry Potter, and Steampunk.
0: <laughs> okay, you gotta give me just a moment, I'm reeling. All right, I suppose... <laughs> Okay. Mm. Do you want to
1: see the list?
0: No, I got it. Tinky Winky, though. My cabbages are Powerpuff Girls. Uh, those inflatable chairs that you could get that just ran out of air in a day. Mm-hmm. Computer mice that had, like, water in them and oil and, like, little... Ducks, Pokemon, Hocus Pocus, No Doubt, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Ginny Weasley, Lola from Space Jam, and a stuffed bunny that had like a little rattle inside of it. I have no fucking idea what this list was. Man, this episode felt shorter, but it's not. It might end up being after we edit it.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of Dead Space. Dead Space? No. Hated that game.
1: Never got into it uh do we do some plugs now
0: why don't you say it like let's do some plugs
1: let's do some plugs
0: i'm on twitter at stellar ghost tumblr at interstellar princess my art blog is summerart.tumblr.com, or just summergeist.art uh patreon.com slash summergeist and once again you can probably just find everything on twitter at stellar ghost for me
1: you can find me on Tumblr at OwlDude, on Twitter at OwlDude, and I also do music, which you can find at noahdoesmusic.tumblr.com or at noahgeist.bandcamp.com, whichever suits your fancy.
0: You really got to work on your British accent. Actually, no, because you're going to be doing a Kravitz cosplay soon. and
1: Catch me doing a Kravitz cosplay soon, <laughs> a.k.a. The Grim Reaper.
0: Yeah, if you follow us online, you'll see some, some cool stuff coming up because it's cosplay season for us.
1: Catch me at the Spokane Renaissance Fair at October 6th and 7th.
0: Yeah, if you happen to be in Spokane, you can come hang out with us there. It's very unlikely, yeah. <laughs> but you never know. And then, of course, you can just follow the, the actual podcast on Twitter at MyPodCabbages and check out noisebase.xyz where we are hosted by Matt the website also hosts lots of other fun, great podcasts that you can check out there. Cabbage time. Oh, let me say that again. Cabbage <clears throat> Cabbage Time.
1: Cabbage, 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 cabbages, 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 a cabbages, 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 The cabbages, a cabbage.
0: And we should start like planning these things out a little more. Yeah. Half a cup of olive oil. 4 carrots thinly sliced, 1 onion thinly sliced, 1 teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of ground black pepper, 1 half teaspoon ground cumin, quarter teaspoon ground turmeric, 4 potatoes plus 1 potato, peeled and cut into 1-inch cubes, half a head of cabbage, shredded. Heat the olive oil in a skillet over medium heat. Cook the carrots and the onions in the hot oil for about 5 minutes. Stir in the salt, pepper, cumin, turmeric, and cabbage and cook another 15 to 20 minutes. Add the potatoes, cover, reduce heat to medium-low and cook until potatoes are soft, 20 to 30 minutes. Tip. Aluminum foil can be used to keep food moist, cook it evenly, and make cleanup easier. A little vegan cabbage recipe for you. Thank you. A little Ethiopian dish. Oh, thank you. Try out with your friends and family. Cabbages.
1: Her. Can we just end here? Yep. Yeah.
0: Cabbage. <laughs> got God, I gave myself a second. Because this is me coming out for the second time. <laughs> and I'm drunk. And it still seems nervous to me. Mm-hmm. One more again. I was hesitant. (laughs) Shit. Wait. God damn it. For various reasons. Wait. Shit. God damn it. What am I trying to say?
1: Think about what you say before you (laughs) say say it.
0: it. I got it again. No, we're just clapping. Hang on. I wanna look it up. <laughs> Final clapping time! Final clapping time! It's time for the final clap! <laughs>